0: Well, the Steelers lost to the New England Patriots on Sunday, 27-16. That really shouldn't surprise anybody. But what should surprise people is that the Pittsburgh Steelers had an opportunity to win this football game. Welcome into the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host from ESPN Pittsburgh, SNR, and the Steelers Radio Network team, Adam Crowley. Squandered opportunities. That's the story of the game, at least from where I'm sitting The Pittsburgh Steelers had chances against the team that a lot of people didn't think they'd have a chance against, and it's frustrating to come away from Heinz Field with that loss. That being said, the Pittsburgh Steelers sit at 4-3, first place in the AFC North going into the bye week, and even if the Cincinnati Bengals were to win next week, they'd still be a half game behind the Steelers, and the Steelers do own the tiebreaker. The Baltimore Ravens just aren't good. They lost to the New York Jets. They lost to Geno Smith and also Ryan Fitzpatrick. Not a good look. They're not a good football team. After starting 3-0, we all knew it was a mirage. They are now 0-4 in their last four football games. That's the Steelers' next opponent. And Ben Roethlisberger jogged out onto the field for warm-ups on Sunday. It is possible that he will be able to go in this game upcoming against Baltimore. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But I think it is definitely a possibility. I think the rumors of his demise were greatly exaggerated. We'll see if he's able to go. He's not going to be out four to six weeks, though. I'll tell you that right now. A lot of people predicted and reported that he could be out four to six. I just don't see that happening. He did not have a noticeable limp, anything like that. Saw him walk out of the stadium as well. He looked okay. So we shall see some good news there for Pittsburgh Steelers fans. No question about that. But... This was a game of missed opportunities. Landry Jones threw one interception, but it was after a New England Patriots turnover which set the Steelers up at the 45-yard line in Patriots territory early on in this football game. It was a third down play, and I respect the decision by Landry Jones to throw the football up. Into single coverage with Antonio Brown. What he needs to do on that throw is put it more to the outside shoulder, closer to the sideline, and allow Antonio Brown to go up and make a play. The last thing he can do there is underthrow that football, and he underthrew it. Now, to Landry's credit, following the game, he said it was a crappy, crappy throw. And that was brutally honest, but it was honest and it was correct. A better throw there and at least gives Antonio Brown a chance to make a play on the ball. Or, at the very least, knock the ball away and then you can settle for the field goal. Steelers did miss two field goals in this game. So some more missed opportunities. A 42-yarder missed and a 54-yarder. We'll get into the 54-yarder later on in this podcast. I did not love the Steelers' decision to kick the field goal there. It would have cut the score to an eight-point ball game and made it a one-possession game. Sure. But I would have liked the Steelers to try to go for it on that fourth down, and I would have liked to see them run the ball on that third down play to short to set up a shorter fourth down. Didn't happen. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the program. But yes, the Steelers were one for four in the red zone in terms of scoring touchdowns. There was a hold on Chris Hubbard that to me, when it I saw it live, I thought, okay, they need to throw the flag there. You watch it on replay and it was Collins coming off the edge against Chris Hubbard, and Hubbard had his hands where he should have had them, frankly, and as Collins turned the corner, we saw his feet go out from under him whilst Hubbard still had contact with his jersey, and it's going to look like a hold, and it's going to be called every time. Was it actually a hold? I don't think so. And this was on a Darius Hayward Bay touchdown catch and run. Good throw, good run from DHB and a great throw again from Landry Jones. Uh, The Steelers could have had seven there. Didn't happen. And just another missed opportunity. Again, though, the referees are going to call that every single time. I didn't think they were particularly good in this game, the referees. They missed the touchback play uh, just before the half. When the Steelers got the ball and were able to drive down the field and get some points, they almost blew that call. Luckily, they reversed it whenever they went back and looked at the tape. Uh, there was a pass interference call that they missed down the sideline uh, on Kobe Hamilton that I thought would have uh, they should have called. And the Steelers could have perhaps scored a touchdown there before the half uh, had that happened. Uh, it was a good throw by Landry Jones, and we saw that the arm was being held. It was an arm bar there, and Kobe Hamilton unable to bring it in with the one arm. The referee should have got that. They called an offensive pass interference call early on in the game uh, on Darius Hayward Bay when he came back to the football. Uh, I thought it could have been defensive pass interference, but the reality is it should have been a no call there. It did not like that one. So the referee's not great in this football game. Missed a hold on a. Patriots touchdown as well, but hey, it's the National Football League. It's not like the Steelers still didn't have opportunities in this game. Missed two field goals. Just overall, a performance by the Steelers that I think you can look at it and say, alright, maybe there's a moral victory there, but none of the guys in the locker room were saying that afterwards. Here's Le'Veon Bell talking to that effect. The game was a lot closer than it looked, and obviously, we
1: came up short, so um, it's frustrating. Right, on my, you know, for me, um, I'm sure it is for the team, and um, rest of the Steeler Nation.
0: Yeah, nobody's taking this loss and saying, wow, we played really well, this is outstanding. At least nobody in the Steelers locker room. And you could tell Le'Veon Bell was frustrated because he says he wants another shot at these New England Patriots.
1: I'd like anybody who beat us, of course we do. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's a long time from now. Obviously, we got to you know, win, they got to win. Who knows what happens during the season? Um, so, you know, it happens. We had our shot, we missed it.
0: They did miss it. And last year, the Steelers went into Foxborough in week one of the season, lost by seven points. And it wasn't that close, uh, kind of like this game. This game was a lot closer, I thought, than the 11-point final score indicated But the Steelers thought last year, had they beat the Denver Broncos, that they were going to go into New England and win that football game in the AFC Championship game. They believed that. I think that the Steelers are going to feel similarly if they get another shot to play New England this time around. No Ben Roethlisberger, no Cam Hayward. Eli Rogers did not play. Didn't get a lot of play from Ryan Shazier. He only played 32 of the 57 snaps. Uh, You didn't have Sammy Coates healthy. So a lot of banged-up guys. I feel like the Steelers think that they can take New England on toe-to-toe next time around. Unfortunately for the Steelers, next time will likely be in Foxborough if there is a next time. Landry Jones, he said he cut it loose a little bit, and he played the way he wanted to. He would not have liked to have thrown that interception, but 29 of 47, 281 yards. He threw for almost 60 more yards than Tom Brady, and look, he played the way he would have liked to play he played the way I think a lot of Steelers fans didn't think he was capable of playing and for a backup quarterback in these circumstances I thought Landry played well here's what he had to say about his performance
1: it's tough to answer that question right after a game you know so we'll we'll watch the tape and then tomorrow I'll be able to help you out with that one I thought for the most part I, I was uh I played decisive you know was were there plays that I wanted to have back
0: absolutely Todd Haley would say the same thing. Landry knew where he wanted to go with the football. He had something going with Kobe Hamilton. How crazy is that? Kobe Hamilton on the day had three catches for 36 yards, a couple of third-down catches uh, over the middle of the field, and he was targeted a number of times, six times overall, by Landry Jones. So they had a little bit of a rapport. I asked Landry about that in the postgame, and he said, look, I work with him a lot, uh, being a number two. Kobe Hamilton's number two, worked a lot with him in in training camp, so there's a little bit of a rapport there. But Landry knows that, just like what I was saying earlier, the reason the Steelers lost this game was because they – Shot themselves in the foot. They had ten penalties. They were only one for four in the red zone. I mean,
1: to be honest with you, we moved the ball up and down the field. That was no issue. <clears throat> the issue was was in the red zone. We we kicked field goals instead of scoring touchdowns. You know, and and then you have that interception on like the second drive of the game. Uh, missed a couple field goals, and then had a holding penalty on on a touchdown pass. You know, so <clears throat> everyone had a had a hand in it you know, everyone had a hand, and it was, we, we got to solve this red zone, red zone issue for us to, to be the offense that we want to be.
0: Yeah, and that's an issue, going up and down the field, but not putting points on the board against the Patriots, that's how you're going to lose, and the Patriots, they scored touchdowns, the Steelers, they kicked field goals, the Patriots three for three in the red zone in terms of TDs, Steelers one for four, that's the difference in the ball game, I will say I love the way that Todd Haley called this game from an offensive coordinator standpoint, it kept The Patriots really on the toes, very balanced overall, 47 passes for Landry Jones, but a lot of that comes later on in the ballgame when the Steelers are trailing, uh, and you had 22 rushes overall on the game. Le'Veon Bell's a stud. He's a stud, and I know some people out there are saying, you still didn't see Le'Veon get the ball enough. Well, he was targeted 13 times had 10 catches for 68 yards, and then he had 21 carries for 81 yards, a long run of 12. Workmanlike day on the ground, but overall a productive day for Le'Veon Bell, and you would like to see the Steelers punch it in a couple of more times. But I like the way Todd Haley called it, kept the Patriots on their toes, a couple of screens. Uh, y- you saw some uh, very delayed draws that I think worked fairly well. We saw a a reverse, or rather an end-around by Antonio Brown that he was able to take for 13 yards. Uh, I just thought it was a very well-called game, and the Steelers did not win the football game, and they didn't put up as many points as they would have liked, but uh, I liked the way that Todd Haley approached it, and I think if Landry Jones is the quarterback moving forward for... This next game or even a couple of games, the Steelers got to feel pretty comfortable about where they are. And Landry's got to feel comfortable knowing that Todd Haley has got him playing to his strengths. Overall, a fair offensive performance. Obviously not a great one. Probably what you can expect when a backup quarterback is in the game let's get to that decision that mike tomlin made late in the football game when the steelers had an opportunity to go for it on a fourth and two and instead they opted to kick a 54-yard field goal and mike tomlin's reasoning after the game was that we have seen chris boswell hit that hit from that spot before and when chris boswell hit from that spot before it was in his tryout with the pittsburgh steelers same side of the field worse conditions and he drilled it and this wasn't a matter of distance. Boswell had the leg. He just missed it wide right, and okay, that's going to happen. Now, I did not hate the decision. A lot of people out there did hate the decision. I didn't hate it because it gave the Steelers an opportunity to get to within one score if he had made it. He missed it. Okay, that stinks. What I would have rather seen is on third down and two, the Steelers run the ball with Le'Veon Bell, see if you pick it up, If you don't pick it up, then maybe go for it again. uh, Two runs with Le'Veon Bell there to pick up a first down, I think, is the way to go. Because if you can find a way to score a touchdown there, then you can even give yourself defensively a little bit of leeway. And if the Patriots score a field goal, then you're still right there in the game. And then you only have have to score a touchdown then. But... Uh, I think that would have been the better alternative. That's the way I would have played it. That's the way a lot of people would have played it. I'm not going to crucify Tomlin for the decision, though, because, again, he wanted to make it a one-score game, and he thought that he had an opportunity to do that with Chris Boswell, who's been money on the season, although in this game, not so much. 3 out of 5, I believe, in the field goal department. Yes, 3 out of 5 in the field goal department. Uh, Not good enough. Missed a 42-yarder. That certainly is can't continue to happen on the special teams front though Jordan Barry great again four punts 48.8 yards average and the Steelers actually had to re-kick because they didn't have enough guys on the line of scrimmage at one point and the Patriots didn't have good field position where they would have received the football and Jordan Berry put them back in almost the exact same spot with a 55-yard boot. Uh, he's been really good this season. Not great last week, but in every other game, he has actually been outstanding. Let's now flip to the defensive side of the football where Steelers getting run on. That can't happen. It's something that hadn't happened early on in the season, and it's happened big time these last two weeks. Uh, that running back, as Mike Tomlin called him, JJ uh, for the Miami Dolphins, whose name I butcher every time, rushed for 200 against the Steelers. He just did it in back-to-back weeks, by the way. The last Dolphin to do that was Ricky Williams, so pretty good. But it can't happen. And then this week, LeGarrette Blunt, 24 carries, 127 yards. It's a 5.3 yards per carry average. That is piss poor. It just can't happen for the Steelers. And you're trying to make sure that the Patriots don't make big plays down the football field. And while that's happening, you let them run on you. It just—it's it's perplexing. It just can't happen. Uh, the Steelers need to tackle a little bit better. But they were getting moved off the line of scrimmage. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with Cam Hayward. You'd like to have Cam Hayward be able to be in there. But in the second half— LeGarrette blunt and those Patriots just ran the ball down the Steelers' throat. Tom Brady's successful running the football as well. A couple of times on third down, we saw Tom Brady escape the pocket and rush for a first down. And we saw the Steelers play a lot more cover two in this game than they had been before. One of the reasons, I think, that the Patriots did just take what the Steelers were giving them and ran the football. But the Steelers were playing man underneath with cover two up top. And that gives Tom Brady the opportunity to run the ball whenever you've got the Steelers' defenders with their backs to the quarterback now in the first half the Steelers did really good against the New England tight ends I believe Rob Gronkowski only had one catch for 13 yards at the half I'll have to go back and check but I believe that's what it was Martellus Bennett only had one catch for five yards overall but two huge chunk plays in the second half, really hurt the Steelers with Rob Gronkowski. The long touchdown pass, 37 yards over the head of Robert Golden, really burned the Steelers. Uh, That's the the one that kind of broke open the game to make it the 11-point football game. And then another one deep down the field where he was wide open. Both of those plays, he was working against Robert Golden. And I've liked what Robert Golden's brought to the team thus far this season. That's a tough matchup for anybody, but a matchup that he certainly lost. Here's what Ryan Shazier, Steelers, inside linebacker, had to say about the matchup with Rob Gronkowski and the New England Patriots tight ends. Uh,
1: every team in the NFL has something that they're good at, and they have great tight ends, and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, I knew we were going to do a pretty good job versus them. I understand everybody. Uh, The whole world is against us right now because we we have a lot of guys injured and everything, but I understand some of the things that we could do. Uh, We didn't do them as well as we wanted to do them, and they took advantage of it today, but uh, we're going to definitely go on the drawing board and and fix things up, and we're going to be all right.
0: Ryan Shazier also said the Steelers' defense played like trash. Played like trash in this football game. I don't know if I'd go quite that far, although against the run they were trash. 27 points to the Patriots. Ben is the quarterback. You're in that football game. And the Steelers were in the football game anyhow. It's unfortunate that they weren't able to capitalize on some of their mistakes. The New England Patriots made mistakes, they dropped a couple of balls on third down. Uh, They were 6 of 8 on third down in the first half. The two that they didn't convert were the drop ball by Edelman and by the running back that would have gotten the first down. And the Patriots turned the football over twice. So they're human. They're not that juggernaut machine that I think a lot of people thought that they were, me included. Um, They can be defeated. The Steelers didn't take advantage of it. Uh, But defensively, Steelers need to be better. And I think they will be better whenever they're healthy. Uh, Unfortunately, Steelers can't get pressure. Uh, They did get to Brady a little bit. Three quarterback hits. I think they hurried him a couple of times. But no sacks again. And the Steelers have eight sacks through seven games after having 48 sacks last season. They need to be better in that regard. Getting Cam Hayward back would help. Uh, Cam Hayward wasn't healthy early in the season. Certainly not healthy uh, at this point because he's not playing in the football games. Um, we did see a little bit of LT Walton got his hands on, on a football. I think that's a positive. Um, I thought Jarvis Jones actually played really well in this game. A quarterback hit. He had seven total tackles. A, tackles, a tackle for loss. I thought he played a, a good football game and is better than a, a lot of people give him credit for. Um, Vince Williams came in and, and played fairly well. Um, Lawrence Timmons going one-on-one against the receivers in the slot. Julian Edelman isn't going to work out for the Steelers. But, hey, it's a matchup game, and that's just what's going to happen at times. You don't want to see that matchup, but the Patriots certainly took advantage of it. All in all, a-, a mixed bag. I think that there are some things you can take away from this game and say, okay, the Steelers can hang with the Patriots, and when they're healthy, maybe they are as good as the Patriots. But uh, you c- it's tough to say stuff like that right now when the Steelers are 4-3 and three and the Patriots are humming at 6 and 1, Steelers will take the field in a couple of weeks against the Baltimore Ravens. They'll be in first place when that game takes place. That's just the way it is. So, we can all be negative, everyone can be negative about the Steelers and their loss to the New England Patriots and where they sit right now after losing two in a row, but the reality is the division stinks, the division is pus, and if the Steelers Get healthy. I think they will walk to this division title. All right, we'll come back and we'll do it again tomorrow on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Hit me up, adamcrowley6 at gmail.com. You can tweet me at S N R on the twitter.com tomorrow. No Mike Tomlin press conference, but we'll start evaluating the quote-unquote first half of the Steelers season, or at least we'll evaluate what they've done to the bye week. That's tomorrow right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: list.